Welcome to Peaking to Success, the podcast that delves deep into our guest success stories. The highs, the lows, the lessons learned, and if there's any exciting future plans lined up. Talking about future plans, Peaking into Success is proudly supported by Peak Wills and Estate Planning. We're here to support you with any future planning. Long gone are the times of solicitors in suits and ties and dark rooms and outdated practices. We are proud to offer a fresh and dynamic approach to the stuffy old world of wills, changing the way we talk about what happens when we die. But... That's enough talk about death on a podcast introduction. It's time to pass you over to Peeking Into Success host, Mr. Adam Kahn. Whose success are we peeking into this episode, Adam? Thanks, Sam. Today we've got on a man who goes to every Derby home and majority of the away games and vlogs them all for us all to watch on YouTube. We've got on Adam, also known as Gold Hanger on YouTube. The Bless is open every day from 12pm, serving a wide range of beers, ciders, real ales and spirits. Their kitchen also provides handmade pizzas, loaded nachos, chicken strips and ice cream from 5.50 to 10.30 Monday to Thursday and 12pm to 10.30pm Friday, Saturday and Sunday. The pub quiz is very popular with anyone that enjoys a good beer and a bit of a laugh with their mates. Taking place every Wednesday at 9pm, there's loads of prizes to be won, including £50 drinks vouchers for the winners and a bottle of wine for the best team name. Everyone's a winner. They also have a spacious function room available to hire that can hold up to 100 people. Wow, that's a lot. Perfect for birthday parties work events, weddings and wakes. The Bless really comes to life at the weekends with their branded nights of stone love and fully loaded where the DJs play alternative, indie and rock music spanning the generations until the early hours of 2am. There really is something for everyone in what is arguably Derby's best pub. Hello Adam, how are we today? I'm good, mate. Thanks for getting me on. Oh, no. Pleasure. It's it's good to be able to talk football and kind of get another perspective, especially when the current scores and results are not going our way. So it's good to try and think of some positive times and hopefully yeah. you'll bring that. Um, for anyone that doesn't know you, how would you sum up what you do in a nutshell? Probably... The probably easiest way to say it is just sort of match day football vlogs. I think they're simply known as. Um, just basically record myself before the game, giving a score prediction. Try and give it a bit of a narrative each video, depending on how the game's gone. We see it's better if there's a, a couple of goals involved. Try and get them in the celebrations. And then after the game, giving our thoughts. And over the course of the season, you probably get quite a good collection of emotions from the start right to the end. And hopefully the end's better than the start, really. That's all we want. Nice. Um, do you, for anyone that kind of doesn't know what that is, could you name a YouTuber that's kind of similar to yourself or does a similar kind of genre? There's, there's quite a few. Probably there's one for each club and then there's a couple that sort of have branched out now and have become a lot bigger. So probably the biggest one would probably be um, Theo and his YouTube channel, Stockton. Obviously, he's appeared on Sky Sports now. Um, it's almost a personality. He probably sums it up best, and probably a lot of people have taken inspiration from him um, in what they do, including myself. Um, he basically just pretty much does match day vlogs, saying that he travels all over the world. 
No, and that's kind of the goal for you, I assume. I mean, it'd be great. It'd be great to be able to go and experience different atmospheres and stuff like that. Obviously, massive football fan. At the moment, it's just Derby. I'm quite happy it's just Derby at the moment, to be fair. I mean, uh, I love watching Derby and obviously getting, getting to make the videos and, and show people what it's like following Derby, really. Nice. So, of course, you've mentioned the team that you do the match day vlogs for being Derby County. So, kind of, where did your love come from for Derby County and how did you start following them? It, it started when I was about, I think my earliest memory would be when I was about four years old. So I've been playing football all my life, as, as many people do. And um, probably when I was four years old, got taken to my first game by my mum and my dad. We played QPR at home. We lost 4-2. I don't remember much from the game, to be honest. Um, obviously, in classic Derby style, unfortunately, we lost. But I, I remember at the end, it was Remembrance Day. And they had these Remembrance shirts on. I just remember them being... Like all around us, so that's that's a key moment from when I went to my first game. That's probably my earliest memory of Derby County. And then it kind of snowballed from there, and you kind of have you always had the season ticket from kind of that moment, or have there been times of so, in and out? So it was a bit in and out for quite a few years. Probably probably for the next six years, it was a bit in and out. Maybe two to three games a season, I would say. Not many at all. I've not got too many memories of them. Obviously, I was quite young when I first went. And then around the age of, I think I was nine years old, nine or ten, we got a half-season ticket in my family um, in 2013-14, around Christmas time when Derby uh, appointed Steve McLaren for the first time as, as full first-team coach. And then went on this great run, started going home and away regularly that year as well. Well, more regularly than what I had been doing before. I'd never been to an away game um, until before that. And then... What a season to pick. Obviously got to Wembley and was hooked ever since. We've been going home and away ever since then for the last, I think it's about eight or nine years now, I think. Jeez. So do you still go with your family now? Is it still the same people that started, kind of? Yeah, yeah, still my mum and my dad. It's always been a big family thing. You know, we're all, we're all football mad, all Derby County obsessed and we're going home and away ever since. Um, try not to miss too many games, obviously, if they're too... If there's some which are a bit just too far out on a Tuesday night, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. Um, but no, yeah, same people I've been going with. Nice. So, of course, you were going to these matches, you were attending home and away. So when did the kind of camera come out and you started recording kind of your experiences? It would have probably been around when I was about 13, 14, when I started. Obviously, I'd be much, I'm probably in the generation where... You know, YouTube hit the boom when we were about nine or ten, so really caught me. And then there was a couple of a lot bigger people who did YouTube videos, obviously, um, and they started doing videos on their own stuff. Obviously, Spencer Spencer Owen, who owns Hashtag United, he was one of the, the early people who did it on, on his team, West Ham. And I was hooked, and I thought maybe I could give them a go doing them about Derby County. Um, made a couple, they weren't, they weren't great at all. <laughs> Not many videos, it was probably, probably about a minute long with two or three videos. And then as the years went on, I became probably more obsessed with, with filmmaking as well. But at the same time, um, it kind of snowballed from there. They're both both aspects of my life collided. And um, yeah, probably when I was about 13, 14, so I'd say around 2016, 2017, probably that, probably that region. Can you, re- can you remember the first kind of match day vlog you did? Can you remember the game at all? I can't. There might have been one, it might have been Charlton away, 
I think, and it wasn't a long one, it was about a minute long, if that, and it was literally, I'm sure it was made on iMovie with a picture of the stadium outside when I went, and then like a click of the fans after we'd scored. And I think it was 2015-16, we had Dan Russell as manager, and we beat Charlton 1-0, I think Russell scored a header, and it was just before we played Hull in the playoffs. I think that was my first one, but it didn't, I didn't have any inclination that I'd ever gone and make however many more I have done. It's got to be over 100 now, but I never guessed then I'd carry on doing it. I don't really remember making the video much back then, so no, I can't have been in the forefront. Uh, what, what do, of course, the people around you when you're kind of filming on a match day think, like, I mean, probably they got to know you and know that you're doing it, but what was kind of the initial um, kind of response from people when you were doing it? So when I first started doing it and properly trying to make stuff, so I think I think I was relatively unknown. And it's just I was I didn't really want people to know. It was almost sort of thing. I was like, I'll keep it to myself, see what happens. And then where I'm currently sat now, um, everybody around me pretty much, you know, you know, you talk to people if they're regulars around you and just get to know them. And I think luckily a lot of them around me didn't quite know that I did the videos. Um, okay. until I think it was West Ham last season actually so quite late on um, a couple of uh, lads recognised me and spoke to me and then the people around me sort of clicked in their mind so I was they'd seen videos um, and then realised who I am which, which is nice I mean you always want to keep it subtle you don't want to be um, not infringing on anybody's viewing experience again you just want to keep it subtle and you want to keep it as raw as possible but yeah everybody's nice about it everybody enjoys the videos I think which, which is always the good thing isn't it a hundred percent, and I mean, you've got over three thousand followers now on the channel. So, kind of, what's the kind of growth been like of the channel? Has it been steady, or has it been like you you remember a kind of big boom with it? I think I think the biggest boom was when I think I was on about three hundred subscribers from making videos. I think one of the first big realizations that I should kind of make videos is when we had like. I'm sure we had a cup run early on the League Cup and we played Grimsby and Carlisle. So not not massive teams, but then the Grimsby video got a thousand views and I'm sure I took a picture of that screenshot and it only had like 24 subscribers. So that was like massive. That was the first time and I was there. Like, oh, that's, that's done quite well. And then I did a, like the Carlisle game went to penalties and I'm sure it was something like 15 or 20 penalties was taken. And then when I uploaded that video, that got about three and a half, five thousand views. And then that, like, that was in the same sort of time as well, like a week or so after. And then I, I remember realizing to do them then, I was on about 300 subscribers at the Lampard season, so in 2018, 2019. Um, started putting more effort into it, um, started putting more editing in. And then we had Leeds away, and it was, it was the famous Spygate if anyone knows that, and then I uploaded my Leeds Away video, um, woke up, it was about a 20 minute video, and I look back at it, it's not a bad video for when I look back on it, um, and then the next morning I'd grown 200 subscribers overnight, like 15,000 views, so whatever, where that video was shared in whatever Leeds Facebook groups, or wherever it went, or ever, whoever put that about, um, yeah, pretty much when I woke up the next day it changed, I'd gone from 300 or 400 to about 600, 700, which was massive, it's yeah. massive growth from one with not much and then I was getting a, a lot more views and a lot more likes and 
that then resulted in me being in the match day programme for the playoff game at Leeds, which was massive again, a personal note for me. But I'd say probably probably playing Leeds was a big moment for me where I, I gained quite a lot. I think it was like in total got about 60,000 views from making Leeds videos that year, just the three videos when we played them, which was like triple, quadruple the amount the channel had at the time anyway. So probably the big boom moment was the Lampard season for me really when it really really got big and it's been steady ever since Nice and I mean you've mentioned about of course Rams TV and being able to do that so how did that come about for you and what kind of stage of your journey? It was when I think I must have been on just over a thousand I think it was like a thousand two hundred and at the time I was in terms of thinking creatively about how I wanted the videos to look feel and sound I was, I was a bit of a crossroads really I wasn't I wasn't sure where I wanted to take them and what style, because you always want to be changing every year to, mm. to keep things fresh and obviously improve. Um, it was when Philip Koku came in, so I'd say, I think it was 2019, uh, late 2019, uh, maybe 2020 actually, no, I think it was late 2019 and then um, just got the opportunity to make a 30 second video reaction after a couple of games, giving my thoughts. Um, and it would go up on the Derby YouTube channel, along with a few others at the time who made videos similar to me for Derby. And, um, yeah, then, then videos got put together and there's a short collection of about four, two, three minute videos on Derby's YouTube channel, which uh, my face is in, which for me, that, that's massive. That, that was such a personal uh, moment for me when, when Derby County reached out on um, and they're like, could you do these 30 second reaction videos? That was, that was a great personal moment for me. So, of course, you kind of snowballed nicely into the next question of what is your career high and your biggest achievement in kind of your journey so far? There's probably a couple. Obviously, the Derby County one is massive for me. Um, that is probably top number one. But then I think also there's some of the more more like subtle milestones um, like I mentioned earlier being in the match day programme for the playoff leg at Leeds which was like regarded as one of the best of county games we've ever had um, so to be in the programme for that was massive and that was Leeds fans tagging me on a tweet and, and saying we think you should be in for this which really surprised me at the time because I thought no one follows me on Twitter but then they remembered me from the videos which, which was massive and then I got in the match day programme again when we went the year after um, so similarly just just those sort of little moments where you recognise for the stuff you do I mean it's all just about portraying the emotion and the like what it's like to be in a game so to be recognised for that is it's just great just really happy to have that Nice is there kind of something different that is kind of a defining moment to you so maybe something that's not a massive achievement but it's kind of defined your journey in a different way Probably Probably the documentary we spoke about before before we started recording. Yeah. Um, I called it More Than a Game. Uh, it's part of a university project. Um, and that, that, for me, was just quite a personal moment because <clears throat> within my own film work, I don't tend to mix like my personal stuff in with it, if that makes sense, I like to keep it quite separate. Yeah. That was the first time, really, where I'd, I'd mixed the two. And probably my proudest piece so far. I think it looks quite professional. It's quite emotive. Um, it's quite good and for me that for me that was a moment where I thought yeah like it's a great piece that fits so well with the channel um, and to go on there and showcase so many different people's point of view 
um, about Derby County was was just a great personal moment for me to make that. Um, I was just really proud of that when it was finished. I mean, I've I've watched it, so I mean, I can I kind of like have it fresh in my mind as I watched it again today. Is that using your mum instead of you? Is of course every video they see you and using your mum instead. That just shows kind of she can remember kind of the early memories of you kind of going and it kind of sh- it shows you but shows you in a different way told by someone else and it's a better version of storytelling is of course as you said when I said what's your earliest memory of Derby and why you fell in love of course your mum and dad have been there the whole way so your mum can tell the story just as good as you maybe even better so it's nice to have that perspective and it kind of shows you in a different light of course she's she's got different words to say about you she's seen kind of your growth with the channel and everything as well so it shows that she's been supportive of your work and where it might go in the future but also shows kind of where you came from which is nice and I think it's nice to have that balance as well with having of course the Punjabi Rams and stuff like that so it kind of shows different kind of areas of the club as well so I think it's a nice well put together piece for it being what nine and a half minutes yeah um so of course you've mentioned the filmmaking and kind of what are your plans going forward with the channel or with this season for the channel I think it's to carry on doing what I'm doing but then I think you've always just got to look to improve I think for me personally, obviously, uh, wanting to do filmmaking and stuff like that. Um, for me, it's always about how I can incorporate that in the videos. Uh, keep them interesting um, without them being too short, if that made sense. Yeah. Um, I want the videos to be more of a focus on, on the fans, really, more than more than like the goals or something like that. Like you've seen in the videos where I make them and the goals go in, it's definitely more of a focus on the fans than the actual than the actual players on the pitch. Because I think that's I think that's where the interesting thing is. Because there's always a different story. Everybody in that stadium has a different story about the game, and they'll see it from a different perspective. So, for me this season, I think it's trying to get more fans involved. Maybe before the game, a couple of little interviews, just score predictions. Really, if I can do that, um, then that would be great. Because I think it would really bring a lot more people in, and also just tell a bit of a different narrative through each video. Nice. I mean, do you do post-match as well? So, of course, for other people, and including other people, is that post-match outside the stadium something kind of that could be the next evolution for the kind of channel and for the videos? I think I think it could be. I've never considered that, so it's genuinely a great point. <laughs> I just... I've always, I've never been one for doing the sort of the microphone outside the stadium. I think the most recognisable one is Arsenal fan TV. That's never, that's never been my sort of thing because I've never been, I've never really been interested in like, almost like interviewing and, and stuff like that. It's been more about filming and like, like I mentioned, like filmmaking. So, but that could be a really great way to round off the videos really. Um, I think definitely me showing more of the before and after the matches is, is what is going to be key for this next season really. I'm not sure it'd be key for the channel. Is your is your journey like on a match day similar when it is at home? Is it kind of do you have a certain ritual like you and your family go to a particular place or do you just go straight from home to a stadium? Is there kind of anything that you do specifically? See, I think 
what could keep it interesting on that point is that obviously from pretty much most of the season I am I'm not based in Derby so I have to obviously take the train like football fans do up and down the country every game and when you take the train there's cancellations and stuff like that so there's always something unique for the journey I think waiting at the statue for one of my mates is always something that I do um, every game no matter what um, that's probably the, the thing that probably stays the same. I think every other game there's something a little bit unique before it and after each game. I mean, there's been some times when, well, it might be an hour journey to the game, an hour back, and it's taken six hours to get back just because of everything. That that would be unique, you know. Um, but yeah, it's always different. It's always different on a match day for me, really. Everything changes. Nice. Um, we're kind of going to delve into kind of more thought-provoking questions and kind of looking back on your kind of journey now. So is there anything that you'd do differently or a piece of advice that you'd give your younger self? That's a difficult one. Probably, probably just think about what I'm making a bit more carefully in terms of, I think, if I'd have thought like I do now at the start, probably could have, progressed a lot quicker than what I have but I believe that's all part of the learning journey really it probably just yeah I think I didn't realise I could tie in my filmmaking with the videos um, until quite later on so probably probably just keep enjoying it really and don't worry about the numbers because they'll come just enjoy what you do like if you enjoy what you're making somebody else will out there too at some point 100% I think that's a good way of kind of looking at someone's journey everyone's kind of caught up on analytics and kind of mm, the one out yeah. of ten videos and stuff especially on YouTube whereas at the end of the day for you in 20-30 years you can see all your kind of experiences with Derby and kind of be like oh remember this game remember this game you've got them all kind of as a catalogue of your life and of course for children or family in the future for you you can show them and show them why you support Derby and why that is the club for you. So, I mean, it's it's nice that it's not focused on the numbers for yourself. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that's a key thing to remember. I think a lot more now, so that's probably a piece of advice given to yourself, is just not, just don't worry about the numbers, clearly. They don't, for me now, it's if I enjoy making the video and what I've got, then that's fine. Uh, I'm a lot better now at not checking the numbers too much because I think now I've got to a point where if I'm happy with the video I know there'll be a couple of people out there who'll enjoy it too so yeah that's, that's all good with me I mean um, I checked the Oxford one when I watched it and it was a, what, over a thousand already and I think it was like less than 24 hours after so yeah, you're on to something yeah, it's, it's going so. well so I must, I must be doing something <laughs> right somewhere there you go um, I'm going to ask you some kind of quick-fire questions. Some are kind of related to Dom County, some are just general. You'll be able to hopefully answer all of them, but the first kind of question I've got for you is, do you think you can name four players in the current squad that have over 100 appearances? So, of course, we've had a lot of chop and change with, of course players over the past couple of seasons and people leaving. So do you think you could name the four of them? Is that 100 appearances for Derby County? 100 yeah. appearances for Derby, yeah. Derby alone. So it's 
Craig for side, yes. got to be one. Max Bird's got to be number two. Yeah. Um, hmm, that's difficult. Max Bird's got to be number two. Who else have a hundred pages for Derby County? Would Martin Waggon count? As of, as of now, yes. As of now, yeah. And then the fourth one. The fourth one's a bit of a rogue one because it counts under 21 appearances. And this is the one I didn't get. So it counts kind of his under 21s and his, and his Derby County appearances. Oh, so he's a senior player who's played some under 21 yes. games. Okay, that's difficult. This is the one I didn't and the, get. And it's a bit of a rogue one. I don't have a thing. Is it Jake Rooney? No, it's some. I'll, the hint that I'll give you is that he's injured currently. He's out injured. Oh, that's difficult now. <laughs> is it. Oh, there's, there's a couple of players in my head and I'm thinking they surely haven't got over 100, even if the play. Is it. Oh, is it Bradley Johnson? No. Is it not? It's got to be like James Chester. No, Sibley. It's Sibley. I was going to say Sibley, but I didn't know. Yeah, so he's got he's got seventy three for the actual first team, and then of course under twenty ones bumps it over a hundred. So that's that's the questionable one. But yeah, why why Colin's only just gone over because of coming back as well. Yeah, but Forsyth's ahead on two five one. Yeah, no one's near it. That's, a, that's just right. a little thing that I didn't know that I thought I'd test yeah, no, your mind on. Either, to be fair. Um, yeah. So my next question is, of course, because we've run about the current squad, who's your current favourite player? So it can be someone that's come in, but I doubt it'll be someone that's come in. But <laughs> probably, probably at the moment, it would have to be. It's a difficult one because obviously we've had a lot of change and it usually takes me a season or two to get a favourite player. But probably, probably Aaron Cashin. Um, just like the way he plays, he's a hundred percent in. Never, never pulls out of a challenge. Sort of player, just a really solid defender. So I quite like Aaron, Aaron Cashin. Hopefully, we have him for a couple more seasons. <laughs> I but, mean, he's uh, right in empty, so yeah. Yeah, which is a shame, but what a player he is, so I'm not surprised. 100%. It's a kind of one throughout watching Derby that kind of sticks out as your favourite player of kind of your duration watching. In terms of my favourite player of all time watching Derby, it would be Johnny Russell. Um, started going half-season ticket for me. He was, he was the play. He was a quick winger. Could score a couple of goals, and I don't know why. I just I think it was that Forest goal we scored when we beat them five 0 That one that went in the top corner. I was I was almost right behind the corner, so oh. I just, it just arrowed straight towards me. It was a great goal, and for me that just stuck in my mind. So yeah, pro- probably Johnny Russell for me of all time. I was good when he left. Thought he was a top player, but it's nice seeing him playing so well in America. Nice. Um, of course, in your videos, you wear a lot of Derby shirts. What's kind of your holy grail that you'd want to kind of purchase for your collection? I've seen a couple recently. I've got one of the one of the old Puma shirts from I think the ninety seven season when one chop scored that goal against United. Nice. Uh, handed down from my dad. 
thankfully. But there's probably, I think it was from the same season, I'm not sure, but a purple, I think it was either the away or third kit purple shirt with, I think the Ram badges in the middle with Puma below it, or Puma's in the middle and the Rams on side. That is, that's a fantastic kit for me. Um, I'd, I'd love to get my hands on that, and I'm sure I will at some point, hopefully. There you go, so you've got to try and source someone from source yeah. from somewhere. I mean, I can tell you now, I've not kind of seen that in person. I've seen it on pictures, but not in yeah. person anywhere. So. It's very rare. I've not seen many. I've not seen many. I saw one available recently, which is a bit out of my price range at the moment. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, what's, I know you've done a prediction video on your own channel, but of course, we're a couple of games in now, so has, has your prediction changed as of now or are you still being optimistic i'm probably still being optimistic because i'm i'd say i'm quite level-headed i'm not one for getting carried away too much um, i've probably come with the videos you know talking about so many different fan bases um are only three games in do i think we're going to win the league like i said probably not not at the moment um I think definitely promotion would still be on the cards if we turn it around sharpish. Um, but I just think at the moment we need it. We need a bit of a bit of a change formation wise, and then we'd be okay. But I still, I still think we'll be in or around the playoffs, if not further up the pitch. Um, we've got a pretty good squad. Um, it just needs to be performing better, pretty much. Hundred percent. And of course, you mentioned the squad then. And um, if you could. Buy a player, loan a player, and sell a player. What are you doing with the squad? If I could buy a player yeah. from another team, I'd probably go with. That's a difficult question. If I was going, if I was going realistic, and oh, that's difficult. We need somebody in holding midfield, so I'd probably go along the lines of a character like Barry Bannon. No. Almost like a talisman in that middle to hold it, or whether I'd go for Barry Bannon himself. Um, I mean, Darren, I Moore's, it, Darren Moore yeah. was there, so yeah, yeah, we got the connection. Know. We never, we never know. I think in terms of if I could loan a player in, um, I'd loan David McGoldrick back in, uh, ask him to score a few more goals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd loan another striker in a hundred percent. I'd probably loan him. Probably a striker like Andy Wyman from Bristol City. You know, good good bit of pace about him. Can score a few goals for them. Obviously, we're not going to get him on loan, but great if we could. If I could sell a player, it's a difficult one because there's a couple of players which are out of favour at the moment. But I don't think we'd fetch a high fee for them. Sell a player, probably for his own career too. At the moment, Louis Sibley doesn't seem to be getting much first team action at the moment, which is a shame. Really like Louis Sibley. Think he's a great player, but. Um, I'd probably sell Louis Sibley for his own career because I think he's going to go on and play higher football than we're at the moment I think he's got that ability I just don't think he's getting the, the first team minutes he deserves so I'd probably sell Louis Sibley for, for his own career really Fair enough I think they're all realistic kind of in the world of where we are currently to kind of yeah. um, we're kind of moving on to questions for you now and not for Derby Um what's your go-to karaoke song? So what are you busting out at a, at a, karaoke, at a karaoke after a few drinks? That's a, that's a great question. <laughs> My go-to karaoke song, probably I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. 
Are you getting people involved in that? Collecting? Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. always got to be a couple of friends involved. I can never go that way. There's got to be a few. There's got to be a few come up with me. But yeah, that's a go-to one for me. I've done that a few times now, actually. There we are. We can we can watch out for it in Derby one time soon when we get promoted, hopefully. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So of course, my kind of last question. Of course, you've lived in Derby. You've got, of course strong affiliation with the club and everything. If someone came to Derby and you could show them your gem of Derby, where are you taking them? I think it's pretty obvious, but you might have a left field shout. It, it, it would obviously have to be Pride Park Stadium straight away on a match day. You know, get, get them involved, show, show them what. Because I think you are a pretty big footballing city. Yeah. Um, I would say, I think there's, there's elements of Derby County everywhere you go. Um, in terms of another show, I can't. I can't think of one. It would have to be Pride Park on a match day. I don't know where else I take take someone who's never been to Derby before. I think Pride Park is probably the the best one. It like like that documentary I made. It encapsulates the city and and everybody there. I think yeah, Pride Park Stadium obviously the most obvious one. Um, but yeah, for me, yeah, Pride Park Stadium, one hundred percent. Nice. Um... And then finally, just to round up, where can people kind of find you kind of on a match day or kind of online? Where can people find you? Online, it's obviously just Goalanger on YouTube, the name that I sort of coined a long time ago. And I, was, I was trying to come up with a name that just wasn't my own name, so it would be unique, almost in a way. Nice. Um, so Goalanger on YouTube and then pretty much the same handle but with YT on the end for Twitter Instagram um, that just stands for YouTube for anybody who's listening doesn't realise with Golang or YT because um, they were taken but yeah you can find me on them pretty much quite a lot of platforms uh, but yeah you can find me on them on a match day usually just milling about uh, before and after the game but yeah, yeah that's just me Wicked and I mean hopefully the next time I talk to you Derby might be in a better situation and hopefully I get to see you soon. So thank you for coming on and take care. Thanks for getting me on. Thank you. Want to know what's happening within Derby's black community? Or perhaps you have a story of your own to share? Then look no further than Majatu, your one-stop source for local African and Caribbean news. With our digital news platform and quarterly print magazine, keep up to date on all of the latest in arts, entertainment, food, sports and more. Find us online at mojatu.com. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Peaking to Success podcast. If you enjoyed, please make sure you follow us on Spotify as well as Instagram, where you can see all the updates of who is coming up, as well as who has already been on the podcast, as well as Twitter, where there is information and interaction from me on there as well. Thank you. Join me, Daisy Ray, on the Talk Poetry to Me podcast, where we dive into the hearts and minds of poets and spoken word artists, unveiling emotions, sharing stories and embracing the power of words. Tune in to discover the voices that paint our world with truth. Talk Poetry to Me. You can listen wherever you download your podcasts. Thank you.